The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, for those of you who work in the industry, if you've been listening to the news, if you live here, anything, uh, you know what I, I, I'm about to tell you. A new study shows 282 names have disappeared from a roster of all companies producing oil and gas in Western Canada since global oil prices began crashing at the end of 2014. It also showed a total of just about 1,300 active companies reported oil or gas production in December of 2018. Tom the the senior VP with Calgary-based Sayer Energy Advisors joins us now. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jaylen. Thanks for joining me. So tell me what uh, you, the company that you work for does. So the company, uh, Sayer Energy Advisors, uh, we've been around for 32 years. And uh, our uh, niche here in the oil and natural gas industry is advising on the buying and selling of <laughs> other oil and gas companies and assets. Boy, oh boy. So, um, I mean, you've seen the the high of highs and the low of lows, haven't you? Definitely, for sure. So, uh, those numbers, what I just uh, reeled off saying that that uh, 282 names disappeared from that roster uh, of companies, um, I'm guessing that's not surprising to you at all? No, not at all. Um, It's been a tough ride over the last few years, definitely. you know, we had the fall in commodity prices in late 14. Uh, we had a rebound, and recently it's just been uh, a lot of uncertainty here in Western Canada specifically. Yeah, and we talk about uncertainty with the pipeline, legislation, that sort of thing. Uh, there, there are a lot of layers to this. I mean, you look at the prices, pipelines, and that. So, how do you? How are you? How are? How is your company juggling it all? And and how do you? <laughs> How do you advise or what are you advising clients to do right now? Um, we're advising clients that this is uh, a good opportunity to get in. Okay, yeah. Uh, for clients that we have on the buy side, uh, I mean, it can't get any worse, really. So they could get in probably with a, a lesser amount of money because, you know, I, I'm guessing for those, um, you know, wanting to start up or, or needing some cash, um, it, it's it's tough to find something right now. Correct. Yeah. Very, okay. Very hard. Um, are, you, are you seeing investors wanting to spend their money elsewhere? Yes. Yeah. So sure. going into the States? Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Jalen, there's uh, our, our national pension fund, the CPP investment board uh, announced last month that they're investing $1.3 billion um, with Williams in the Marcellus Shale. Mm. It's a, a prolific natural gas basin in northeastern United States. Wow. <laughs> That's a kick in the ass, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like big, big time. time. If your own national pension fund is going south, um, you know. Aye, aye, that tells you something. So, um, just like um, lots of other folks, I'm guessing uh, you're waiting on, on on pipeline news, that sort of thing. Um, are you looking at what kind of impact the provincial uh, election, or what what impact could the provincial election have? Do you think? And then looking ahead to um, October's federal election. Oh, I definitely. Um, I think we need to show the world. Um, that we're open for business. Investors need certainty here in Canada. If things are going to get done, pipelines are going to be built. Um, you know, certainty on regulations, etc. I know uh, 
there were some comments made by senior producers when um, the Bill 69 here, C69 hearings were here in Calgary mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week. I know Imperial Oil mentioned, you know, 100% of their investors are asking questions on, you know, the certainty of doing business in Canada. And I know the spokesperson there from Imperial mentioned uh, there was a project um, and their investors were looking at and they decided to go to Russia instead of Canada. <laughs> Just so frustrating right now. And, you know, we're hearing about this nonstop and red tape and just how difficult it is. And boy, oh boy, things uh, need to change. Do you, do you um, as a company and, and other people who are in the business uh, like you do, um, are you, do you believe that your voice is, is being heard at a provincial level, at a federal level? Um, and, 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 and what are you doing to have that voice heard? We're, you know, we're advocating for the industry. Um, this, this is a, this industry is a bread and butter for this province. Mm-hmm. You know, if royalty revenue goes up. That means there's more money for the government. Means there's more money for social programs, etc. So, just uh, you know advocating as much as we can but in the meantime just kind of waiting it out it seems and um there just uh, hasn't been any good news and hopefully we'll hear something about a pipeline here within the next few weeks uh tom pavich who is a senior vice president at sayer energy advisors joining us this afternoon tom thanks for this i appreciate your insight thank you all Dylan. right take Have care now weekend. yeah you, you too. too um yeah boy oh boy you know we keep hearing that uh, well uh Rachel Notley saying that she's expecting to hear something in, uh, I think she said the last thing was by the end of May about that pipeline. I know that 90-day window that was talked about following the NEB uh, recommendations on uh, the Trans Mountain expansion. I think that 90 days has got to be coming up pretty soon. And uh, the federal government saying that they were hoping to have all of the consultation process wrapped up in that time. So along with this election that you're going to vote for, someone... On Tuesday, uh, we're also waiting to hear uh, about that. And you can be sure that there would be <laughs> a couple of parties, uh, one in particular, that would have liked to have heard that a long time ago. Um, you know, it was interesting because Ryan Jesperson had a panel on this morning that included Tom Vernon from Global Edmonton, uh, David Aiken, the senior parliamentary reporter for Global National out of Ottawa. He's been in Alberta. Um, and uh, Emma Graney from a Post Media. Just it was a roundtable on politics talking about uh, the issues uh, surrounding this election. And one of the the questions was what would a, would a Kenny government mean for Canada? And this is what uh, Emma Gra- Graney had to say. Kenny has made no secret of the fact for the last year and a bit that he's going to do everything he can to get Andrew Scheer elected in mm-hmm. the fall election. He said that over and over again. I'm going to be fight for Andrew Scheer. And Andrew Scheer came out here yesterday to Calgary. He stood in the snow on a baseball diamond and had a rally. It <laughs> was a legit snowstorm. Yeah. It really bucketed down, man. Yeah. That was crazy. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, further to the point of the Ontario budget, well, I mean, Kenny has already as well aligned himself with the Ford government in Ontario. 
Uh, it's 3.14. David Aiken was uh, was talking about uh, Jason Kenney uh, uh, and uh, targeting you know, the federal government. You know, we've been hearing a lot about, um, you know, the the alliance, uh, his words, the alliance between uh, Notley and uh, and Trudeau, the failed alliance between Notley and Trudeau. Trudeau. And um, so David Aiken was talking about that, what that's going to look like, Kenny versus the federal government, and, and, and that the, the, the Trudeau government is kind of really looking forward to this. Kenny's going to pick some fights. It's obvious. I mean, he's yep. dying to pick some fights with uh, uh, with uh, the federal government. What has surprised me is that today uh, the federal government ministers are already picking fights with Kenny. So this morning, question period happened, and the labor minister, Patty Haidu, she's from Thunder Bay, uh, so, you know, West Ontario, Northwest Ontario, anyway. Uh, Patty Haidu comes out and starts attacking Kenny over the whole this whole GSA thing, and she's calling it, uh, we will stand up anytime for, quote, the politics of cruelty. So that is your federal government wow. talking about wow. the if Kenny is to win this thing. Uh, the, the Trudeau guys are absolutely going to tee off on Kenny because they think it's good for them. Yesterday, there was a budget dropped in Ontario, the Doug mm-hmm. Ford government. That's another government mm-hmm. that the Trudeau gang want to tee off on. And they actually sent MPs down to federal MPs were dispatched to Queen's Park to stand there and, you know, run down the on provincial budget. I've never heard of that, that federal folks were dispatched to, you know, the ledge here or to B.C. to run down somebody's provincial budget. But this is our federal government. They they are going to absolutely go. F- they, they want Kenny. They want to fight. And, of course, Kenny does, too. Uh, interesting. And David Aiken went on to um, debunk uh, the theory that Jason Kenny wants to be premier to then become prime minister because there's been a lot of talk about that. Of course, Jason Kenny, um, you know, uh, serving uh, at the federal level for many, many, many years gave up that, uh, came back uh, to Alberta. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, is this just, you know, kind of a stepping stone to that next spot, to that next position? Here's what David had to say. First of all, Kenny knows as well as anybody that for whatever reason, no premier ever, ever, has gone on to become the prime minister. Lots of premiers have tried and have have lost. Robert Stanfield, just from Nova Scotia, pulling out. Kenny knows this. He's a student in history. So there's just that sort of a bad luck thing. But I assume if he's going to be premier here, let's say he wins, I think, you know, just knowing the way these guys think, it's like an eight-year project. It would be win, win one more term. Mm-hmm. And now Kenny actually, what is he? He's 51, 52. I mean, he's starting to come up now. And then he's got to time it right for a conservative in Ottawa to be done untoasted, whatever, uh, I just, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Interesting yesterday as well, because we know that um, uh, Andrew Shear he uh, campaigned with Jason Kenney in Calgary yesterday afternoon. I'm just trying to find uh, the audio on this. Um, yeah, so there was that heavy, big, wet uh, snowstorm last night. It was that support, uh, for uh, that uh, rally in support of Jason Kenney. He... Uh, was joined by, as I mentioned, Andrew Shear, Conservative leader Andrew Shear, who said winter has lasted in Alberta for the past three years. And then Kenny said that's about to end. I actually thought this was a really great line. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Andrew Shear. And he is absolutely right. It might feel like winter today, but spring is just five days away for Alberta. <laughs> Folks, are you ready to get Alberta back to work in just five days? 
Uh, so interesting reaction to that. Uh, NDP leader Rachel Notley uh, says she hasn't campaigned with the federal party leader because her focus is about what's best for the province, including pipelines. And during a campaign stop in Calgary today, she was asked about the Thursday rally with uh, federal conservative uh, leader Andrew Scheer and United Conservative leader Jason Kenney. They attacked what uh, they're calling the, as I mentioned, the Notley Trudeau Alliance. Um, well, this is what she had to say. I sometimes wonder if Mr. Kenny is actually interested in standing up for Albertans or whether he's interested in uh, getting back into the ring in Ottawa for his own political purposes. And I think that's really what you're seeing there. Mm, interesting. And David Aiken saying, mm, not so sure about that. So again, uh, where the leaders are today, uh, Rachel Notley, Calgary, Canmore, Calgary, uh, back there tonight. Stephen Mandel in Edmonton. We know that... Um, uh, UCP leader Jason Kenney is in Edmonton tonight for uh, for an event. And then uh, Liberal leader David Kahn is at an all-party public forum on health care in Calgary this afternoon. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.